0: In a world called Craigslist. Hey, welcome to episode two of Craigslist, number 99, The Lord of the Rings, The <laughs> Return of the King. My friends, you bow to no one. Carla and I bow to you <laughs> for merely attempting to listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in today. We're going to talk about my 99th favorite movie, The Lord of the Rings The Return of the King.
1: We watched it again.
0: This <laughs> could not have been more the polar opposite of our La Dolce Vita experience, yes. Carla, because that movie we watched in chunks over a period of a couple of weeks. Yep. And then we actually took a while before recording the episode. We are fresh off watching a four hour flick we we got up early this morning we watched the entire movie in pretty much in one sitting couple of pauses because mm-hmm. uh, we're also at home doing, doing other, laundry doing laundry and other shit mm-hmm. uh and we're recording this podcast shortly after finishing the movie so uh i'm very impressed you made it all the way through this thing
1: in one sitting
0: in one sitting,
1: uh so if you guys remember from the previous episode, uh Craig Kakowski here said that we would be watching the version that was released in theaters, right, and only after were we done watching the film today at home did he mention that, oh, that was actually the director's cut you just watched
0: That's how seamlessly Peter Jackson incorporates <laughs> deleted and extended scenes, you know, they don't feel like. Uh, deleted and extended scenes—they feel like an integral part of the movie.
1: See, I just felt like you tricked me.
0: <laughs> that's
1: what I took away from that situation. I
0: actually thought there'd be a feature on the DVD where I could have the option of playing it with the deleted scenes or not, and there was not. So the other it thing was, was only like,
1: the director's version.
0: Yeah, so that, okay. that's that's the version we had. So that's what you watched, and uh, that was about a four-hour experience. Uh, do I need to describe? To our listeners, what the Lord of the Rings is?
1: <laughs> well, real quickly, I think we should just remind everyone, if you did not listen to our introduction episode, that we're going to be talking about these movies in uh, length, detail. Oh, yes. And so we will be spoiling them for you. If you've not seen them yet, it's really, uh, you know, you're bad to listen to this. <laughs> If it's going to make you mad. I have
0: a feeling that anybody who wants to see The Lord of the Rings (laughs) has seen it it already. But I just feel like I had
1: to say that. And we won't always say that, but I just wanted to say it for this
0: one. Okay. Because
1: a lot of the movies that we're going to be watching are sometimes 40 years old. This one is not that old.
0: Yeah, it's 13 years old.
1: It's 13 years old. Okay. It's the the age of a prepubescent teen.
0: Yes. Yeah, this movie (laughs) is... uh, yeah uh, we'll barely talk to you. This movie just kind of stares at the floor and mumbles. Mm-hmm. You know this movie has acne
1: and whines a lot.
0: weird growing spurts, yeah, so that's where this movie is in mm-hmm. history right now um so it it's the story of a hobbit yes, frodo baggins uh who uh has to return a magical ring uh to the fires of Mount Doom whence it was cast and defeat the Dark Lord Sauron. Why am I even explaining this to you? You guys know what the Lord of the Rings is.
1: I would uh I would like to put out something since you said it's the story of a hobbit and then you said it was Frodo. Okay. I think it might be Sam's story.
0: You think the uh the hero of the story is actually Sam. I do. Okay let's go with that hypothesis
1: yes is that is that a new thing or is that something other people have said? i'm probably? sure many
0: people have said it i think i'm even inclined to agree with you on that but explain to me carla why sam is the main character of the movie
1: well it's set up as an underdog story right from the very beginning
0: mm-hmm. oh um, you're thinking of rudy i think
1: no 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 oh,
0: okay
1: <laughs> same actor i no, get it. right uh i know that reference uh but I think that by the end, you come to understand that Frodo could not do any of this without Sam. If Sam wasn't there, Frodo would have failed on day one.
0: Sure. On day one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just right certainly up. on day 62 or okay. wherever they were by the time that they got to Motor.
0: Let's say Mordor. No, Mordor.
1: Mordor. I'm thinking yeah. of Hodor, which is from Game of the Thrones. <laughs> Game of Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, Mordor is that land. Whenever they say it, then uh, somebody else says Mordor.
1: <laughs> Mordor, give me Mordor.
0: <laughs>
1: Instead of hold the door.
0: Hold the door. Spoilers. <laughs> Hodor is short for hold the door.
1: Oh, that's oh. only a couple months old. Okay, okay. um, that's a newborn. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So by Sam the end, the you hero. understand that Sam, that Frodo could not have done any of this without Sam. So it's like, it's, it's less than the underdog story. It's one step underneath the underdog story. It's the underdog of the underdog. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's the puppy of the, it's the under puppy.
0: The underpuppy.
1: And Sam's the underpuppy. And that's the story. And then he even has the last line. And he's the one who has to go on. He's the one who has to continue the story. Is Sam, not Frodo. Frodo goes off on the suicide ship that everybody who is about to die, I guess, goes on.
0: (laughs) They don't call him suicide ship. Yeah, they're... (laughs) They're sailing off into the west, which is probably a metaphor for death. Right. Yes.
1: They're all like, bye, we're going to go die together on this fancy ship.
0: (laughs) The elves and Bilbo and Gandalf, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so you wonder, like, are they going to drown themselves? Is there some sort of poison situation?
0: No, I think they go and live in the west for a while and then they die there.
1: Okay. Well, it's not explained. (laughs) Nonetheless, Sam is then left by Frodo to figure out how the hell to get back to the Shire, since <laughs> yeah, they all
0: hitched a ride with Gandalf since Gandalf to the ships. drove them
1: to the ship, and yeah. then we're talking about the very end of the movie. We're first, talking about the so very That's okay. That's let's okay. start at the
0: end and work our way backward.
1: Uh, so then, you know, Sam has to figure it out again. It's up to Sam again to get Pippin and the uh, Mary is the yes. guy. The guy's name's Mary, right? Absolutely. Which is very confusing. It,
0: M-E-R-R-Y. Sure, whatever. For happy. Uh it's short for Mary a doc.
1: He has to get them home. Anyways, we see the last thing the last line of the film is Sam's.
0: Yeah. Well I'm home. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's the real quest that we don't know of Sam. Mary and Pippin getting back to the Shire from the ships.
1: Oh no. I hope Peter Jackson's not listening to this because we'll have to sit through another
0: There's gonna be five movies uh. of what they did in those three days to get back home. Yeah. Uh well uh, this movie's ninety nine on my list. I, I feel mm-hmm. like after watching it, it probably should be higher. Um and I think it's probably gonna be a little controversial that I've only included one of the Lord of the Rings movies rather than lumping them together as one big long movie.
1: Well, hopefully we have listeners to think that it's controversial because <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was that controversial. Okay. But.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh And these movies are so important to me uh that I had to include one of them on my list, but I didn't feel it was right to consider them one long, like 10-hour long movie. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the other two, Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers, are just short of making the top 100. Uh I think – maybe the length of this movie, we can get into this a little bit, the length and the multiple endings. uh, And it does drag a little bit in the last hour. Mm-hmm. I would say that is probably what holds it back from being a perfect film mm-hmm. uh and why it's on the lower part of the list. And probably that it's, can't be separated from the rest of the story. This is just the last third uh, of a long story. So those are probably the factors for where it's placed on the list. But uh, I think I'm moving it up after this.
1: Oh, really? You know? I'm wondering what it's going to take the place of.
0: Mm. Well, it's not going to take the place of anything. But, uh, yeah, everything will go down as it goes up.
1: Well, that technically is taking the place of one thing. Then okay. that one shifts further back okay. into the 100. Yeah. I know what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: I definitely saw all three of these movies the day they came out in the theater. I did too. Did you? I did. But you had not seen any of them a second time.
1: I've not. So here's, here's my story with these films. Okay. Um, when I was in high school, I had a group of friends in Kentucky where I grew up. Uh, and ev- when the Star Wars –
0: Did you guys have a name as a group?
1: No. We were just friends. <laughs> and we weren't called friends. We were just like – you know, Because there was a TV show called Friends. We weren't calling ourselves after the sh- show. I see. Okay. So it was just a group I, of friends. I was
0: not assuming that you okay. guys thought he was Like, who's the Chandler of the group? Well,
1: what did you think that our name would be called? Our group name? I don't name? know. Like
0: groups of friends, you know, sometimes give themselves nicknames. No. Yeah?
1: Not, no.
0: You went to Catholic school together, so, you know, you weren't uh, the Our Ladies, you know, no. or something. No. No. what your name? <laughs> I don't know.
1: We did not have a nickname. Can I, I, can I a, tell my story? I just thought
0: it was a line of inquiry to pursue, <laughs> and uh, it's a dead end, and that's that's okay. fine.
1: You did a really good job though up to that point. <laughs> um. So, what was I saying? You and your friends. Oh yeah. So when the Star Wars movies were re released, mm-hmm. or Phantom, no,
0: Phantom Menace.
1: So no, when they were actually re released, we were in high school.
0: The originals. Yes. Okay. And
1: and he added those extra things into them. He being – what's his face? George Lucas, right? And then – so we all went to see those on opening night and then when the Phantom Menace and that whole thing came out, we would go see those on opening night. But that was kind of staggered. I think at that point I had already graduated high school. Maybe was in college. Anyways, when I would go home for Christmas, living in LA already – um, I would get together with that same group of friends and these always came out around the holidays. Yeah.
0: The, like the week of Christmas. Yeah. I think. yeah. So we
1: would go see them like a midnight screening of each of them. And I'm pretty sure that's how I saw all three of them if I remember correctly. Okay. And so now these this group of friends. It wasn't just girls, even though I went to an all girls school. Uh, we had boyfriends too. Oh. Um, friends who were boys and <laughs>
0: <laughs> friend boys, friend boys, <laughs>
1: And, but these guys were obsessed with the books, mm-hmm. and so every time we would go see a movie, we would bug them to tell us, you know, like what would happen next in the books. And that's why I thought when we were watching it that the blonde lady, what's her name,
0: Eowyn? Play, yeah, played by Miranda Otto.
1: I th- I thought she died. I thought they told us that she died in the books. But now that I think about it, maybe they were just fucking with us.
0: I don't remember her dying in the books. It's possible that she does. I'm sure uh, right now several tweets are being fired. Uh,
1: assuming we have <laughs> listeners. Assuming
0: we have listeners. Uh You guys will correct me. I can easily look it up as soon as I finish. I could stop recording right now and look it up. But I think that Eowyn does not die in the books. But I think the thing they did invent for the movie was her hooking up with Faramir.
1: Maybe that's what it was then. Yeah. Maybe – yeah, maybe that's what it was. I can't remember. Anyways, I just knew that something happened in the books that was different from the film to do with her character. Okay. And it was because of these nerd guys that I hung out with, Your who I love. Boys, yeah. yeah, my friend boys. Um, uh, so that's my so. Okay, so I went to see these movies, and I really enjoyed these movies in the theater. I remember. Um, but I also remember thinking they were really long. Mm-hmm. And I do remember crying. I also remember thinking, like, when the first one came out, like, oh, I hope I don't die before the other ones come out. <laughs> Which I often think of when I get hooked on something such as Game of Thrones okay. or whatever.
0: You really uh, – you, so you would have been uh, 21 maybe <laughs> when the first movie came out? You were pretty sure you were going to die by the time you were no, 23? No, I
1: just said I was hoping that I wasn't going to die.
0: Okay. You didn't think you would. I but, didn't think I but would. But how much would that suck to but not that would know the ending terrible. Of, Lord of the Rings? Right?
1: Yeah. To not – to like have devoted time in my life, in my short, short life. mm <laughs> to watch something that I couldn't finish. Um and I remember liking them and I don't think I've I might have seen cl- clips or, you know, parts of them here and there over the years, but I've never sat down and committed to watching the trilogy again because it's too long. You guys, it is. It's one fault is that it's it's very well one of its faults is that it's very long.
0: Now were you okay with jumping in at the third film of the trilogy? Were you able to just kind of pick right back into the story without for the having most watched part, the first two parts?
1: Well, I knew that you were there, so I was able to ask you. If I had been alone, I would have Googled stuff. I think I remembered pretty much everything except for, like, I couldn't remember if Liv Tyler and Vigo, like, fell in love in the first movie or if they had already been in love. And then I couldn't remember.
0: It's just one of those great love time immemorial stories right they are just meant to be together well
1: she's not really in the third one and I don't think she's in much of the second one either is she
0: Uh, she's in it at some point but I yeah but not really yeah
1: also oh go ahead
0: I also did not watch the first two movies in preparation for watching this one so it's been a while since I've seen those two though I have read the book as well
1: when did you read the book
0: I read The Hobbit when I was a kid. There mm-hmm. was an animated version of The Hobbit that came out in 1978 on TV uh, by the Rankin Bass Company, who also did like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town and all those holiday classics. Yeah. Uh So those are stopmation, stopmation, stop sure. motion, and this was traditional animation.
1: Stopmation actually is a better way to say it than stop motion.
0: Stopmation. Uh, I'll send a memo to the Rankin-Bass people if they're still around. Mm -hmm. And I really love this version of The Hobbit. And I got uh, a copy of the book that was fully illustrated with the stills from the animated movie. I see. And so when I was like nine years old, became obsessed with the Hobbit and then for Christmas got the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, it's a lot longer than the Hobbit and it's a lot more complicated and it's certainly above my reading level at the time. I think I kind of stumbled my way through the fellowship of the ring, pretended to read the two towers, (laughs) never cracked open the return of the King. And it wasn't until I was in my late twenties and the movies were about to come out that I read the entire book in its entirety. And I consider, it one of the major accomplishments of my life <laughs> 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 is getting through that entire oh, fucking 11, 1100 <laughs> page book and it's great it really is great however there are long stretches that are really boring yeah in it because jrr tolkien loves to write about like the uh the top and the hillsides and he loves to just describe scenery for pages and pages and pages and they walked past hill and dale and cloud and stream and the owls were there and the squirrels and whatever because he was a lover of nature and part of like it was a metaphor for war destroying the beauty of right. england and and stuff like that right right he, right he wrote it shortly after world war ii um but probably all the description of the physical beauty is maybe what inspired Peter Jackson to shoot it in his native New Zealand. Because uh, you cannot fake these locations, uh, these New Zealand locations that they use, which are just spectacular. Mm-hmm. And the way that they seamlessly blend in the effects and the CGI with the real locations is, is part of the, the beauty and the awesomeness of this movie, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I never read the book, so either the
0: books uh, <laughs>
1: or I never read them at all um, I did when I first heard the movie was coming out I did buy uh, maybe the Hobbit I don't okay. remember no I think it was no because Frodo was on the cover of it and by Frodo I mean Elijah Wood. <laughs> so it must have been the first one what was that the fellowship, fellowship of the ring uh, and I tried reading a couple chapters and I was just like oh yeah this isn't this isn't for me sure but, you know, maybe it could have been if I had stuck it out.
0: It's a lot of work to get through. Yeah. I read it backstage while I worked for Second City in Chicago, like literally between scenes. Uh, if there was a scene that I wasn't in, I'd read, you know, a couple that pages is
1: so weird. of Lord of
0: the Rings. <laughs> but there's so much downtime backstage that uh, I read it all pretty much uh at my cubicle backstage
1: one of my favorite things uh stories about you is the fact that your castmates at second city would call you grandpa or still do call you grandpa
0: yeah when i was like 27 (laughs) yeah i was already a grandpa
1: because you were always reading or doing a crossword puzzle
0: yeah (laughs) i'm not too different now (laughs) i'm getting close to grandpa age though i have yet to uh have a child much less a grandchild but yeah i'm uh I could technically be a grandpa. You could. Yeah.
1: Are you trying to tell me you're a grandpa?
0: <laughs> I'm my own grandpa. Okay. Um. <laughs> what? Do you want to get into some Carla quotes?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Four hours of Carla quotes. <laughs> well, yay. yay.
0: It was, it was fun for me coming off of La Dolce Vita that I could tell that you were into this movie, you know, for the most part. Yeah. While, while watching it, you know, I think you were really enjoying it. Um, so, uh, I, I don't think I wrote down as many quotes, but let's see, let's see what I got here. <laughs> the beginning of the movie is, uh, a flashback to, uh, Gollum as Smeagol of how he found the rig. Oh, right. And killed his buddy Deagle. Uh,
1: poor Deagle. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, for some reason, Andy Circus is using the same like Gollum voice when he's just Spiegel, uh, and you said, "Why did he always talk weird?"
1: <laughs> right? Because when he starts to look weird is when his voice should have changed, but he should have had a different voice when he was a normal, yeah guy
0: do you think that's maybe like the second unit director was doing that thing and peter jackson wasn't there that day to <laughs> rein in andy circus i think
1: it was just i honestly i think it was probably that they were like well we, they have to know that it's him so make him talk the same even though you can they based the whole i mean it's off of his it's face his, it's yeah so it's like his eyes are the same like we get it yeah we get it peter jackson
0: when they pull the ring out of the river, it's kind of covered in dirt. And you said, I bet they used poop to stand in for <laughs> dirt. <laughs> I don't see why. I don't see why don't they know would do I don't know
1: why that. I said that. Because yeah. it looked like poop, I think. It
0: looked like poop. But why would they use poop because to stand they, in for dirt? I don't know.
1: Because I was just thinking about how everything that they did was like – because we had just been talking about how they had had small people stand in for some of the actors. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: That's a that's a thing they did, uh. but I don't know that it would logically follow. <laughs> like Peter Jackson's, like I want the, I want them to be really dirty, bringing a whole bunch of poop. Uh, after Smeagol kills Deagle, you said, "What a creep." <laughs> Um, when we were talking about the, uh, the difference in height between, uh, the characters, you said it's all about the camera angles, huh?
1: <laughs> it is. It's, uh, Can we just take a pause in Carla quotes for a second and talk about that? Sure. Because, um, it's very impressive, like how they're able to pull off a giant Gandalf they, in a, t- with a tiny little hobbit.
0: They did everything from force perspective, like literally having, you know, uh it's it is Elijah Wood and Ian McKellen in the shot but you shoot uh Ian McKellen in the foreground to make him look way bigger, but mm-hmm. that makes it look like they're in the same plane. There's just a difference in height, so it, it's literally like old school camera tricks to more CGI stuff, where they would use the little person who was playing the hobbits and then superimpose the face of one of the hobbit actors. They would use a tall guy to stand in for Gandalf and have the full sized hobbits. Uh, so it, it's a real mix of stuff.
1: It's really, it's really cool. It's still impressive. Thirteen, uh, a full prepubescent teenage or later it's still impressive
0: let's bookmark this thought but I think this to this day just might be the best use of CGI for storytelling mm. in a movie but uh, I want to cover that a little bit later you should
1: write it down I won't remember okay C
0: C S B- uh, C G I C S I. Okay. he wrote
1: CSI yeah
0: <laughs> that would suck if we just talked about uh, William Peterson and Gary, Gary Sinise <laughs> for a half hour um, when they first showed Eowyn you said she real pretty <laughs>
1: She is. What else has Miranda Otto been in?
0: She's been in a fair amount of stuff. I think she was on Homeland after we stopped watching it oh. and was supposed to be really good on it. She's also in, what is that Charlie Kaufman and Michelle Gondry movie about the ape man?
1: Oh, yeah. I never saw that one.
0: I think you watched it with me.
1: No, nope, I didn't. Okay.
0: <laughs> She's in that. That with, was that was the first Reese time Ivins.
1: Michelle Gondry worked with Charlie Kaufman.
0: Yes. Um. And you said, uh, I also, you said, I like her better than the elf lady. Liv Tyler. Yes. I do. I think it's
1: just because Liv Tyler is not really in this movie very much. I forgot that I liked her.
0: You said, I think if this was made now, it would be like six movies instead of three.
1: I do. I really do. I think, you know, as much as I like this movie, and I really do like this movie, I think it's a a really well-made, interesting, fun film. For as much as I admire it, it pisses me off because it started the whole release every holiday season and you know, take take these movies and stretch them out as long as possible. I mean Harry Potter totally took the its cue from these movies and then it was it's like the beginning of the cycle because then Harry Potter started to take their books and make the one book into two
0: and then – Deathly Hallows was the only one they did that with I think. And
1: but, then yeah. Hunger Games did it though. Right. I mean it, it has kind of spawned this whole like once a year this is when this movie is coming out and we're going to make it really long.
0: And the studios are just like we got you suckers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make you pay twice for the same movie. Oh
1: and then he did it with The Hobbit, right?
0: Oh, don't get me started on that. The Hobbit. I did not see The Hobbit. It uh do not waste your time. That's they so really, sad. It's such a great story that could easily have been a great 3-hour movie. Martin Freeman as the young Bilbo, they couldn't be better casting than He's that.
1: Wonderful. He's wonderful. Yeah. He's
0: great and they stretched it out to three 3-hour movies. That's
1: crazy. And there's just
0: not as much story there as yeah. there is for Lord of the Rings. Uh and like the one great sequence in it is where he meets Gollum for the first time, Bilbo and Gollum, and where Bilbo steals the ring from Gollum, which is, you know, which kind of sets this story in motion. So like that whole sequence I think is in the second Hobbit movie, and it's totally like worth the price of admission just to see that character. But there's just so many, just like these epic CGI fights, and you know they're all animated characters, and you don't give yeah. a shit about anyone. Ugh. And the, it's Gandalf and it's Bilbo, and but then it's thirteen dwarves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who you can't distinguish from one another. So those characters all kind of blur together. So it's uh, that was very tough.
1: I remember when you went to see those, and I was like, "Have fun." I li-
0: I literally <laughs> fell asleep in the theater during the first two. Ugh. And I rarely do that. Um,
1: during the fr- the first, you mean during the two,
0: the first two Hobbit movies, I fell asleep in the theater. At Wait, some there's point. three of them. There's three of them.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying there were two three hour movies.
0: Three three hour movies.
1: Oh, fuck off. Yeah. That is ridiculous. No, thank you.
0: At several points watching this movie, you said so much death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't do good with the battle sequences i can i can do one but there's like a lot
0: yeah it's a a lot of battles yeah uh your opinion of gandalf on pippin he hates him
1: on pippin oh on the hobbit
0: yeah not the musical pippin (laughs) (laughs) pippin the character
1: hey was pippin the musical named after this
0: no 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 no, no. gandalf's really pro shire huh (laughs) (laughs) This <laughs> is another thing you said. Why would
1: I say that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's funny.
0: It's he like, is. you gotta be pro shire or anti shire? <laughs> Take a side, people.
1: Oh, I think it was because somebody was just giving Mary shit. And then Gandalf was like,
0: stuck up for him? I think. Okay. So you're like, Gandalf's really pro shire. <laughs> Carla on orcs. These guys are gross.
1: They are. They have black blood. It looks like goo.
0: Uh, during the fighting scenes too stressful
1: (laughs) it was stressing me out it's a stressful movie but it's worth it in the end
0: here's another thing you yelled out during the fight scene oh no horsey fuck that dragon what (laughs) it's one of one of the fell beasts which is what the Nazgul ride (laughs) uh, the giant dragon like creature picked up a horse and killed it and you were like oh no horsey fuck that dragon (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, you were saying how much you liked, uh, well, uh, the character Aomir, uh, played by Carl Urban. Uh, or you yes, asked, who's that guy? And I'm like, Carl Urban. Uh, and you thought that was his Middle Earth name? I'm like, no, that's the actor's <laughs> name.
1: It's Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Sounds of the like, horse people. Yeah, it sounds like a Middle Earth name. Yeah.
0: And then he said, war is the province of men. And you said, oh, shut up. I don't like him anymore. <laughs>
1: Oh, because he was talking to his sister saying she couldn't go to battle. Right. That's why it pissed me off.
0: Yeah, it's sexist.
1: It's very sexist.
0: Uh, When they're getting ready for the big battle, they're in these giant tents, and you said, looks like they're all glamping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I knew you wrote that one down. (laughs) So, So sometimes I can't tell because Craig is always on his iPad doing crossword puzzles or something no i'm
0: just writing notes for the movie i'm writing my own notes and then i'm writing carla quotes (laughs) as we go notes and quotes that's all we're doing like
1: it looked like um actually when we were in new zealand with thrilling adventure hour we were thinking of staying longer and we were gonna go maybe glamping when i looked up airbnbs yeah i found some cool tents and they looked like the tents (laughs) in this movie
0: yeah That'd be great if you could just like go glamping with Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Come glamping
1: with me. <laughs> oh, the fan- they're very fancy tents.
0: We unfortunately did not make it to the South Island, which was is a real regret. Because when are we going to be back in New Zealand?
1: And I tried to talk you into it. We yeah, don't need to go into it right now.
0: We yeah, we shouldn't get into it because we'll probably start arguing. <laughs> uh, but we did go to to we don't Hobbiton. Argue. We, we did. did. Go to Hobbiton. Yes,
1: we went to Hobbiton last spring with Craig. Was touring with the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and I was tagging along. And one day we did an excursion to Hobbiton with everybody, and it was so fun.
0: The greatest thing about it is it really looks like it does in the movie. It's this hillside that they've carved these hobbit holes into. Yep. Now they're not practical. Whenever you go inside a hobbit hole uh, in the movie, it's a set. So there's nothing behind the actual doors in the Hobbit village. But if you ever make it to New Zealand, you absolutely must go see it because it is just like being in the movie. (laughs) And then they have a whole Green Dragon pub that you can go to and order an ale and a tankard and And everything. And we had
1: lunch. It was so good. We had lunch.
0: It was so fun.
1: Uh, Do you remember the funniest part of that day? I do not. When we got on the bus (laughs) and we were driving and we had the tour guide. Yeah. And we were sitting in front of.
0: Paul F. Tompkins. (laughs) Yeah, there's something about just waking up at 6.30 a.m. to do a seven-hour bus excursion in New Zealand uh, and everybody is kind of like hungover and groggy. But when you have the funniest man in the world (laughs) sitting right behind you making fun of the tour driver the whole time, that really uh, is entertaining. I wish –
1: I almost – as he was like – he was riffing. He was just like riffing in the seat by himself behind us.
0: I don't know if Paul even intended for any of the things he was saying to be heard, but <laughs> It just it was
1: so funny. We were crying. You can't
0: not riff.
1: I remember looking at you and it was like seven o'clock in the morning or something <laughs> absurd. And we both had tears in our eyes cause we were laughing so hard <laughs> at Paul say everything that he was saying after the tour guide. And I almost wanted to, I almost pulled out my phone to record it, but then I thought that was creepy. And if Paul ever found out that I would seem like a creep, <laughs> um, but I wish I had cause it was so funny.
0: Uh, back to Carla quotes.
1: No, I'm trying to distract you.
0: (laughs) When Hugo Weaving shows up, uh, as Elrond to deliver the, uh, the sword to Aragorn, you said, Oh, the matrix.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That guy can't, that guy can't, uh, uh, what's the word? Um,
0: shake that role
1: well he yeah he can't be invisible like some of the other character actors because sure. of the matrix i think
0: really and he's even wearing shades the whole time yeah. in the matrix
1: but it's just so his face is
0: that distinctive it's,
1: well and at one point aren't there like a hundred of him yes like it's just so mr. memorable mr anderson yeah so memorable
0: uh when aragorn kind of says goodbye to eowyn and kind of lets her down gently that they're not going to hook up he says i've wished you joy since ever I first saw you. And you said, Oh, that's a nice way of saying it. I'm in love with another bitch, bitch. (laughs) That was
1: a very nice way to blow someone off. I wished you joy since ever I first met you.
0: If you ever break up
1: with me, will you say that to me?
0: I wished you joy since ever I first met you.
1: (laughs) And I'd be like, well, that's a nice way to say, I don't love you.
0: Uh, and then when they're about to go into battle, uh, Uh, King Theoden uh, is telling them that they're almost certainly going to lose he says no we cannot but we will meet them in battle nonetheless and you said men are so dumb (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: all about winning the battles
0: when they're trying to win over the the ghost kings and get them the ghost army to get them to fight for them that was cool yeah you said whenever you go into a cave in a movie like this, it starts to fall apart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does.
0: Just a uh, fantasy movie, one on one. Don't go in a cave because well, it's going to fall and apart. And if you
1: do go in a cave, don't be surprised <clears> when the you know the ceiling starts to fall in on you.
0: And a mountain of skulls just starts that should sliding be expected, not yeah. the
1: skulls necessarily, but certainly the cave right falling apart
0: comes with the territory. Yes, just don't go in a cave. Just
1: don't go in a cave.
0: Uh, When they're showing the townspeople of Minas Tirith right before the big battle, they showed this little cute baby and you said, oh, baby, you're going to die. <laughs> but I hope you don't see an orc before you die. <laughs> like that would be even worse <laughs> like, for an infant <laughs> to be crushed by a giant rock. But for an infant, for its last thing it saw was an orc's uh, face with all its tumors on its face. That would be awful. Yeah. Uh, Someone needs to take out these dragons. stat." You really got into the battle sequence. Oh, man. Um, you said, I bet there's some shipping stuff online between Sam and Frodo. <laughs> you have no idea. Are like, there? Oh, sure. Like, I, I wouldn't Google it, but... Uh, I
1: will. I'm going to Google it.
0: Okay. Yes. Not right now, but in the Absolutely. A it's, it's one of the greatest... Oh, I wouldn't even say bromance. I'll just say romances in yeah. movie history between these guys.
1: That's why it f- is is the part with him marrying that woman? Is that in the book?
0: Yes, that's in the book. Oh, I yeah. was like,
1: because it real felt it felt really like a tack on at the end. where Peter like, oh, we
0: Oh, we need to let everybody know Sam's not gay. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's all man, guys. He is all man, and he's oh. he's hooking up with Rosie. Um, I
1: I kind of would have liked it if they had been.
0: Maybe now, maybe in 2016, that uh, when they make it again, Sam and Frodo can just be lovers.
1: I mean, it's sweet that you would go to those lengths for your friend, I guess. I just can't think of a friend that I would go to those lengths for.
0: Right. (laughs) That you weren't fucking.
1: Right. (laughs) Or that I didn't have some sort of commitment to, I guess. I don't know. Am I ruining the the lovely spirit of the film, of the story?
0: If you and your best friend Angie had to destroy a ring and she was so heavily burdened by the magical powers of this ring you wouldn't lift her up and carry her to the top of the mountain
1: <sighs> it, that is so far removed from reality that i can't even imagine Answer the question <laughs> sure i would
0: okay and you guys aren't lovers and i'd
1: fuck her so hard <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i hope you're listening um when shelob the giant spider is creeping up uh behind frodo that's that, such a great shot where, like the spider's taking oh, yeah. the whole frame and he's just in the foreground you said um frodo right behind you <laughs> uh when frodo is ostensibly dead stung by the spider and and sam kind of unearths him you like uh he looks like a girl he looks like snow white maybe they can kiss <laughs> then i uh i <laughs> I had to do laundry. I'm doing laundry today, so I had to go to the laundromat and uh put the clothes in the dryer. Craig does
1: laundry for us. I, I do. don't do laundry. It's Craig's chore.
0: We don't have laundry at home. So sweet. Yeah. It's not like an automatic thing just because you've been in a few TV shows that sag after to <laughs> give you a washer dryer.
1: But to be fair, we've there's been several times where we were going to buy one and you were like, "You like going to the laundromat." I do
0: like going to the laundromat. Yeah. Uh, your mother actually gave us as a wedding gift money to buy a washer dryer, and it's just sitting done. in
1: our savings.
0: Yes, well, it, in truth, we spent it years ago on I don't, other, no, other stuff. No, we didn't. Okay. It's sitting
1: in our. Why are we talking about this right okay. now?
0: Your mother's not listening.
1: She, um, I bet she is. Okay.
0: Well, Julie, we're gonna spend that on a washer dryer. Don't worry. Um. <laughs> so anyway, I had to go uh do laundry, but because it was at the height of the battle, you didn't want to pause it. So I left for about 10 minutes to do laundry. I come back and Carla's yelling at the screen, retreat, retreat, <laughs> retreat. <laughs> and I said, what did I miss? And you said giant elephants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the giant elephants come out. The only Yep. Whatever. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? Oh, it was just scary.
0: <laughs> it seemed like you had more of a story than that,
1: um, oh yeah, because, oh, they had just thought that they had won. that was it they They had just like had a good victory, and then the elephants come out, and it's like, no, <laughs>
0: yeah, the the elephants ruin everything,
1: but then I felt bad because it's like, I don't know peter jackson do do they have to be elephants like it's from the book. I don't care.
0: Straight out of the book.
1: But it's kind of sad because it's like elephants really are dying a lot in real life.
0: Not in Middle Earth. They're so abundant. Uh, (laughs) So that made you sad that some CGI elephants were killed.
1: Yeah. At first I was like, get them. And then I thought, oh,
0: that's weird. But you got to love that scene where Legolas runs up the trunk and (laughs) shoots a bunch of arrows and kills the elephant and then slides down the trunk.
1: And then the other guy's like, that still counts for one. Still
0: counts as one. Yeah. Um, That's a
1: good impression.
0: Thank you. Uh, you said uh, you can tell the elephants don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these are animated animated characters.
1: But I meant like the characters of the elephants.
0: Oh, okay. Because
1: they were like
0: – They've been enslaved by these people. They've been enslaved. Yeah, they don't want to fight. They didn't yeah. want to fight. Like the trolls too. The trolls don't want to fight. They're just there to bang drums and throw giant rocks at people. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, you didn't You didn't think about the trolls at all? I while didn't watching. see
1: the trolls. Oh, they're
0: giant trolls in uh, Sauron's army. Oh. Yeah, they're the guys that are throwing the rocks and banging the drums. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought they were just giants. No, they're trolls. Are trolls big?
0: Trolls are big. Oh. Yeah. In Middle Earth, they are. You 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 see trolls as uh, little guys? I
1: thought they were. Because they live under bridges. <laughs> <laughs> So they can't be that big.
0: Traditionally, trolls live under bridges. Yeah. Well, you don't think a troll could live under the Golden Gate Bridge? That's a big bridge. Sure. Uh, (laughs) When uh, Pippin started fighting and stabbing people, you said, he's the right size because he can get them all in the penises. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) Um, When uh, Gandalf is having that uh, (laughs) moving conversation with Pippin about uh, how death is not the end um, and he's, and he's kind of setting up the thing at the end of the movie where they're sailing away on the ships, and he's like, and then you sail off to the white shores. And you said, do you remember what you said? <laughs> no. You said, white sauce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it didn't sound like shores. It sounded like white source.
0: sauce. <laughs> white sauce. White sauce. You just, you blame Ian McKellen's diction. Yes. On that one. White sauce. <laughs> Like a fettuccine Alfredo (laughs) in a good white sauce. Uh Uh, you said of AON and Faramir. She should hook up with that guy.
1: And they did. Peter
0: Jackson's way ahead of you on that one.
1: I forgot that part.
0: Yeah. Um then it you know, I will fully admit that it does drag a bit in the last hour. Not that it's not, you know, it's all good stuff. Uh it's all like important, you know character-building stuff, great moments in the movie, but it, it stretches it out to the maximum. Yeah, you know? it's too much. Um, but you kept saying, especially as Sam and Frodo, uh, like, they have to get there? Are they going to that tower? How far away are they still? <laughs> it just so, felt
1: like every shot, they were, they were like a year away from getting to the thing.
0: And so at one point you said, fast forward, come on, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then at the end, they're about to... The- <laughs> Because they're finally about to throw the ring and get Gollum shows up one more time and, and you go, uh and this guy <laughs>
1: I knew he was coming, I remembered that part. So when he came out I was like oh boy
0: when Aragorn is crowned king uh, and then Viggo Mortensen starts singing, you're like, that's weird. Why is he singing?
1: <laughs> you know you thought it too. That is like not the time for him to be singing. He you, should never be singing in this film. You
0: don't know what the traditions of Gondor are. That's stupid. You know, the, uh, I think it would be great if at the American presidential inauguration <laughs> that immediately after taking the oath of office, if Hillary Clinton, our next president, yeah. uh, has to sing. Um
1: that wouldn't be great at that all. That would be
0: great. Um
1: oh, are we done with the segment <laughs> almost, yet? <laughs> almost.
0: Almost. You said, Where's Kate Blanchett been this whole time? Hiding in the trees? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that where she lives? Yeah. No, no, I do have a question about that. Where did she go?
0: Well, she's uh you know, the elves uh are delicate and uh, you know, she's not really a fighter, she's more of a lover. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why she's yes, not involved not in the battles clear or, or anything. Helpful. She's more of you know. She's in the role of the mystical person who gives you advice and portents of things to come from
1: the trees. Yeah,
0: from the all trees. those people
1: always live in trees. Sure, like a fairy.
0: She's like the watcher in Marvel comics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm talking but
1: about. But still, it's weird.
0: You had one more great quote, which is like finally when the hobbits uh, get back to the Shire and they get back to the Green Dragon, have a pint together you go well back to the day job <laughs> <laughs> which is like i've gone on all these fantastic adventures i've had an entire uh, civilization of people bow down to me as a hero and now i gotta fucking pull carrots in a garden in the shire
1: right poor guys
0: back to the day job
1: poor guys and frodo was never the same he had to go away on a suicide ship because <laughs> he just couldn't get over it he was still in pain, right? That was the thing?
0: Yeah. You know, he had been stabbed at Weathertop in the first movie by one of the Nazgul and had never really healed from that wound. And uh I think he's just so haunted by his experience with the ring that he can never really enjoy the peace and serenity of the Shire anymore. And so he's got to go into the West.
1: I wish that there was a way... For them to – I don't – I still don't understand what the ring makes you feel. Like I understand that it makes you obsessed and it's like the only thing you can think about. But I don't know. Maybe mm, it just makes them crazy, right?
0: It is almost like – getting hooked on a drug in a way mm-hmm. where like the more you use it, the more you want to use it. Uh, the weaker it makes you, the more you hunger to use it again. And that's why it kind of like, it gave Gollum, you know, he, he's been alive for hundreds of years at the point of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's you know, this wizened uh, ravaged figure because it's taken all its strength from him. He's just a wraith.
1: So because we didn't watch the first one, can you remind me what happens with <laughs> with Bilbo, like how does he get it from Gollum? How does he get the ring, and why does he not look like Gollum
0: <laughs> uh well, Bilbo has not used the ring as often as Gollum did uh it was it was mostly a keepsake for him, but uh you how know, did he get it from him? Well, he won a battle of riddles in a cavern which did not collapse
1: and Gollum was there, yeah. And he just gave him the ring?
0: after. Well, the uh, actually, Gollum had left the ring on the ground and Bil- Bilbo picked oh, it boy. up. And the final riddle is, what have I got in my pocket? And Gollum can't answer that riddle. He guesses something else. Uh, and so uh, the Bilbo kind of steals the ring from Gollum, my precious. I see. And then uh, Bilbo escapes with the ring.
1: But he doesn't go crazy from it.
0: Uh, he kind of does, yeah,
1: but not like
0: not Gollum crazy,
1: and not Frodo crazy,
0: not Frodo crazy. Uh, but it's he goes back. Weird. He goes back to the Shire where he's further away from the influence of uh, Sauron. Uh, and I, I think for the most part, he kind of like forgets about the ring. You know, he pulls it out as a prank every now and then. He disappears at his birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it.
1: And so then, why does he give the ring to Frodo?
0: Uh, Gandalf persuades, uh, Bilbo to give the ring to him, um, because they see the elvish writing in the ring. Um and realized that it, it. I think Gandalf suspected but never knew that it was the one true ring that had belonged to Sauron. Okay. So the Gandalf and Bilbo did not know of the power of the ring during all these years that Bilbo had held on to it. So uh, and now uh, the Dark Lord's been growing in power and is finally ready to reemerge. Uh, at the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring. And so they take the ring to the con- Council of Elrond, Hugo mm-hmm. Weaving, uh, where all the leaders of the various, uh, factions, dwarfs, elves, and men meet, uh, in Rivendell at the Council. And then, uh, they have this Fellowship of the Ring, if you will, uh, that's going to take it into Mordor to destroy it.
1: I see. Okay. All right. Thanks for that recap. <laughs> So the moral of the story <laughs> is timing is everything.
0: Right? T- timing. Timing is everything. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Because if, yeah, because if Bilbo didn't have it when the Dark Lord was becoming more strong, he would have never been able to save them. <laughs> right? Yes. It's, he's not called the Dark Lord, though. Yeah.
0: The Dark Lord. Oh, he is. Yeah. The Necromancer. Many names for this dude. Um. This movie is kind of full of like sports movie moments, you know. <laughs> just yeah. like uh which I just love like uh the reveal of the sword being forged back together um uh, when Awen picks up Mary and he's like my lady. Mm-hmm. I love that moment. Uh when the uh ghost army is like we fight. <laughs>
1: I loved that moment. That's so cool.
0: Uh, when Eowyn says, I am no man. <laughs> After she kills the Nazgul, Sam saying, let him go, you filth, to the spider. I can't carry it, but I can carry you. My friends, you bow to no one. Yeah. Uh, can I just say that we were both just uh, we were just a wreck at that moment of my friends, you bow to no one. My we were- friends,
1: yeah. You bow to no one.
0: Every time,
1: <laughs> every time
0: I see it, I am just uh, a he's puddle. tearing up right now. I'm tearing up right now, even thinking about it.
1: My favorite thing about Craig when he cries is he starts to laugh at himself crying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we saw Inside Out?
1: Oh yeah, when we saw
0: Inside Out at in the movie theater. Uh, the moment where Bing Bong sacrifices himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, spoiler.
0: Uh, spoiler. Um, I started crying really hard and then laughing s- twice as loud yeah. as I was crying. I didn't cry. And it was a fairly full movie theater. <laughs> and it was, I'm sure, just mortifying to you.
1: No, it wasn't. It was delightful. That's why I like to watch The Voice with you.
0: <laughs> I cry a lot at The Voice. <laughs> yes. Because they all have a dad who has cancer. Yeah.
1: Well, they, ha- they have to make someone proud. They have to make someone proud. And their story is always proud, yes. who am I going to make proud? They're
0: always the children of immigrants who are dying of cancer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I love that show.
0: Um, this is a little side note. Uh, do you know what the Wilhelm scream is? No. Um, there are several Wilhelm screams in the Lord of the Rings movies. And in fact, in Star Wars movies, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, it turns up. Uh, As an homage all over the place. Um, And you can easily look for it on YouTube, just a compilation of famous Wilhelm screams. And uh, it sounds like, yow! Uh, Actually, (laughs) that's that's a terrible version, but it's something like that. It's just a canned recording of a scream that has been used in movies dating back to the 50s that sound engineers just have in their database of screams. And I think. Spielberg and Lucas started using it in the eighties. Um, like there's one in return of the Jedi. It was the first time that I actually noticed it as like a teenager. And I was like, man, that's a really funny scream. And I just thought it was just like some extra who got killed and just, uh, had a really weird scream. Uh, but it's actually like this movie reference that keeps popping up. And finally somebody dated it back to like a Western in the fifties. Uh, the, and I think it's, the actor Sheb Woolley, who is also the guy who recorded the song Purple People Eater. What? Do you know that song? Yeah, it was yeah. a one eyed one one-flying yeah. purple people eater. Uh, this guy was like a character actor in movies, and he was doing some just obscure Western. And they his character got killed, and they needed to record like a few screams. He laid down a few screams in the ADR booth. And for some reason, his scream has been used now in hundreds of movies. So if you don't already know about Wilhelm Screams listeners – Uh, look it up on YouTube and you can watch a compilation and you'll see, uh, how they're used in the Lord of the Rings movies as well as the Star Wars movies, etc.
1: I'm gonna do that for certain right after I look up shipping.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Salmon Frodo shipping or suicide shipping?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you want to know what my grade is for this film? Sure. I give it a minus.
0: A minus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or or A minus?
1: Yep. I (laughs) tricked you. Do you give it a minus? (laughs) I tricked you.
0: (laughs) Or do you give it an A minus?
1: An A minus. Okay.
0: Why the minus?
1: Because it's too long. Okay. It's far, far too long and I don't ever need to see it again.
0: (laughs) So that's the last time. Great.
1: Unless I have to do another Craigslist with someone.
0: (laughs) I can't imagine the circumstances uh, <laughs> that would make that happen.
1: A minus for actually pretty good.
0: All right, well, uh, so we're we're one for two then. <laughs> <laughs> would this movie make it in? If you had a hundred favorite list of uh, your movies, would this make it in your top one hundred? Maybe. Borderline.
1: Borderline. So I guess I should start trying to compile my one hundred. I don't know. It seems like a lot of work.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, it makes me think of Willow, which would definitely be in my top 100.
0: Willow. I love really. Willow. You think Willow is better than Lord of the Rings?
1: Well, there's a lot of nostalgia okay. attached to Willow for me.
0: And w- Willow a is lot. obviously a full-on ripoff of Lord of the Rings, yes. <laughs> right?
1: Which, but I didn't know that at the time.
0: Sure. If Willow is your first yeah. uh, encounter with little people who live in a fantasy world yep. and are heroes, then yeah. And I
1: set out on a quest.
0: And set out on a quest. Which it actually, I was favorite. thinking that
1: today. I was like, I really want to see Willow again. It's been a long time.
0: And then like Val Kilmer is like Aragorn, Wonderful. Viggo Mortensen, right? Yeah. And then so… Uh, then Joanne Wally is like Eowyn, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So there, there's parallels. I have not seen Willow since it came out, which was like 85. And you loved it? Something like that. I did not love it. Uh, I probably thought it was okay. I remember there's a creature in there called the Siskbert, which is a combination of Siskel and Ebert because Siskel and Ebert had given Ron Howard uh some bad reviews
1: hilarious and
0: so they created a magical creature called the the Siskbert
1: C- also Michael McKeon's in it isn't he is he isn't he is he i can't remember or are you thinking of
0: Christopher Guest in The Princess Bride
1: no now i'm embarrassed maybe i'm misremembering he plays the little guys one of the little guys okay maybe i, I could I'm, i might be misremembering i totally
0: this. trust you on this it's because probably been
1: 15 years since i've seen it i have not it.
0: thought of willow in 30 years
1: I'm going to watch it, and uh, and then I'll apologize if that was wrong on a future episode. Okay, cool. And so, by apologize, I just mean I'll say <clears throat> that was wrong.
0: <laughs> uh, well, what scene from Return oh, of the King... Oh,
1: I forgot about this. Yeah, I don't know. What scene
0: from Return of the King would you like to duplicate?
1: Shoot. Which one do you want to duplicate?
0: Uh, It feels like we should... Um, well... <laughs> How about a Sam, Frodo, and Gollum scene? Okay. Or uh, how about the scene where, um, Gollum <laughs> pins the, uh, the, he throws the bread away and, oh, yeah. and, and pins that on Sam. So
1: Sam just wakes up?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: What are you doing? Are, we, are you sneaking around right now? Sneaking
0: around?
1: Yeah. No! No, not sneaking! Trying not to, sneaking! I'm trying to sleep here. I, I Well I, go back to sleep, fat habit. Stop calling me fat. It really hurts my feelings. Well, you are not considerably bigger than a typical habit. <sighs> oh, Mr. Frodo, Mr. Frodo, wake, wake up. Don't wake, Master Frodo. Mr. Frodo, wake up. This this jerk right here is being a real
0: creeper. Oh what what is it? What is it, Sam? Oh my Sam, Will you have woken me from a deep sleep. What is it, my friend?
1: Okay, Mister Frodo, this isn't a dream right now. This is really happening. The bread, the bread is gone. What do you mean the bread is gone? That's all we have left to eat.
0: The bread, Sam. Sam, you have. <laughs> Sam, you have crumbs. No, crumbs I don't. On your jacket.
1: Not me. The fat, hobbiting. I didn't eat it. Stop to <laughs> fat. I'm gonna beat your face and jerk. You try it. Oh, Mister Frodo, we got to get away from this weasel. He's a real weasel. jerk face.
0: Sam, no. Smeagol, no. Don't fight. Don't fight over little old me.
1: Slap, slap. Slap, slap! Slap. Ooh, oh,
0: save me! Save me, Mr. Frodo!
1: <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me, Frodo. I didn't do anything wrong. I love you, man. I go to the ends. I've gone to the ends of the earth for you. I've gone to Middle Earth for you!
0: Sam, you stupid, fat hobbit. Why did you call me fat today You lardass How could you eat all this elven bread It's supposed to last for weeks Oh I didn't eat it how many times do I have to say it
1: Why are you You've believing got this crumbs weasel over you all over your
0: fat fingers This
1: guy looks like a he looks like a fish with legs Why are you believing anything that he says We
0: just had this bread this morning And already you had more Pace yourself right. you know what? Fatty. I quit.
1: I quit I quit good luck Good luck to you guys I hope you have fun yeah, I hope you have fun.
0: <laughs> and scene.
1: Um, I there didn't do go. an accent. I realized it halfway through. What is, What couldn't... does
0: Sam's accent sound like?
1: Mr. Frodo? <laughs> Something like that. Sure. It's going to be okay. I'm he- I'm here. F- I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> so a little Irish, maybe? I'm, I'm here to to carry you when you can't carry yourself. <laughs> Something like that?
0: Yeah, spot on. Spot Thanks, on baby. Baby. Uh cool. So that was a just working off of a direct transcription of the director's cuts of the uh, yep. Return of the King. Uh I think this concludes uh our review of number ninety nine on Craigslist. It sure does. Uh so Carla, next week okay. uh we're gonna move on to you know, you've hey, you've been a trooper so far.
1: I really have. These long ass movies. Three
0: hour movie and a four hour movie. Yep. Well, the next one on the list is maybe the shortest movie on the list. Really? It's an hour and 21 minutes.
1: Fantastic. Wait, let me try to guess it. Okay. Give me a clue.
0: Uh, Besides, it's an
1: hour and 21 minutes.
0: It's uh, it's not an animated movie. It's a live action movie. Okay. It is a indie dramedy. Okay. It came out in 2005. Ooh. And it's directed by a filmmaker... You at least uh like some of his movies, or at least find the ones that you don't like interesting, Noah Bombach.
1: Oh, Squid and the Whale? The
0: movie is the Squid and the Whale.
1: I don't like this movie. You don't like the movie? <laughs>
0: You've seen but it already. I've
1: seen it once.
0: Okay, and you didn't care for it.
1: Well I thought it was I thought it was okay. Okay. I there's something gross that happens in it that really ruined my lunch.
0: Does it involve semen?
1: Isn't it something in a library or something? Yeah. Involved semen. God damn it! Yeah, and I was like, "This is the worst," and I just couldn't get back on board after that happened. (laughs) (laughs) But Kevin Klein's in it, right? Kevin Klein is in it. You love Kevin Klein, Klein, Mm
0: -hmm. right? Yep. Laura Linney. Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, they're okay. Yeah? Hey, guys. Craig cutting in here. Uh I have no idea why I went along with Carla's assertion that Kevin Klein is in The Squid and the Whale. He is clearly not. His son is. We'll get to that next week. But uh Jeff Daniels is the lead in that movie. And, of course, I knew that. And I don't know why I said yes to that. I guess I was just in yes and mode from uh doing the improv scene. All right. Back to the podcast. Billy Baldwin.
1: Okay. All right. That's fine. I should watch this one again because I uh, subsequently have enjoyed several of his films. Yeah. Quite you like a bit. Francis
0: Ha a lot. Yeah, uh, Is that th- on your
1: – oh, I can't ask that.
0: Uh, and uh, you have mixed feelings about a lot of no- other Noah Baumbach movies, I think. But
1: they're always interesting. They're
0: always interesting. Yeah. And uh, this is my favorite. So okay. It's the one movie uh, that he's made that's on the list. Uh, so, folks, please tune in for Craigslist Episode 3. Number 98, Squid and the Whale. We'll see you next week.
1: Goodbye, my friends. The list is an absolute good. The list is life.